Hello and welcome. This is Pastor Terry, and I'd like to welcome you to my Bible study podcast. This daily podcast is a place where we take the teachings of Scripture seriously, but ourselves, not so much. Join us as we dive into the sacred words of the Bible. Each time we read, we pray, we change the world. Welcome to Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. Hello and welcome to today's podcast. It is Thursday, January the 20th, 2022, and uh, we are glad to have you here. We are uh, today in the second week after Epiphany and been following along with the readings for that. And so this the theme for this week, as you remember, kind of said it for the first time yesterday. I forgot to mention it on uh, Tuesday, which was like my Monday, right? Because I wasn't on on Monday. Anyway, you get it. So uh, yesterday or Tuesday, not yesterday, my bad, Tuesday, uh, the theme for this week. Anyway, all I'm trying to say is the theme for this week is John 1, 1, 17. For the law was given through Moses, but grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Yeah. Yes. The law and all the rules and the ways, the, the foreshadows, the shadows and images of what were to come, that came through Moses, and thank God for the law. But grace and truth came through Jesus Christ. Yeah. So that's the theme for this week. So um, what we're going to do now is we're going to read a little bit through my, from Isaiah 45, Ephesians 5, and Mark 4. We're going <laughs> to Ephesians 5 will ring a bell. Ephesians 5 is the uh, the submission in marriage verse. And I may not live, I may not live out of it. I may not live to survive this, guys. I mean, this may be it, right? This may be it. And, um, um, and, 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 and knowing that probably, uh, at least in the live, the live broadcast, the, now the, the podcast is a little different, but live, I know for a fact, uh, at least from the names that are popping up, we're looking at about uh, 60, 40, 70, 30 women to men on the live on the live uh, stream. So uh, I I may not make it out, y'all. I may not make it out of Ephesians five, but I but it's good. It's good. It's good. <laughs> now you're interested. Now you're interested. <laughs> oh, anyway. Hey, let's do it, y'all. Let's go. Uh, it's beginning in Isaiah, Isaiah 45, verses 5 through 17, 45, 5 through 17. And you know what we do? We read, we pray, we change the world. So um, let's jump in. Thank you guys for sharing this, uh, letting people know about it, and uh, getting some of the folks involved in reading the word. It's a good thing. It's a good thing. Good morning, Linda. Good morning, Brenda. Angie, good morning. So glad to have you guys on. Um, Isaiah chapter 45, verse five, I am the Lord and there is no other apart from me. There is no God. There's no lesser gods. You know, there's not like, that's a declarative statement that there's no other God, but the Lord Yahweh. Uh, and apart from him, there's no other God. Uh, so there's no like smaller gods. There's he's it. 
the Lord God Almighty. That's it. There's one. The Lord our God, the Lord is one. I will strengthen you, he says, through you have, though, I'm sorry, I will strengthen you, though you have not acknowledged me. He's speaking to Israel. Maybe he's speaking to us. Sometimes we don't acknowledge him either. So that from the rising of the sun to the place of its setting, people may know that there is none beside me. I am the Lord, and there is no other. Hmm. That's how the world knows, man. That's how the world finds out. Um, not only does God declare the glory of God, or the skies declare the glory of God, so the creation declares the glory of God, but we, we, we are commissioned with that task, to declare the glory of God, to let people know the goodness and graciousness of our God. Yeah. Maybe that's, uh, that's our calling today. How can I go out today with the, 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 the day that's remaining? Some of us are watching this, listening to this early in the morning, so we got most of the day. Maybe some of us are listening to it in the evening. There's only a little bit of the day left. But we can finish this day for the glory of God and start tomorrow for the glory of God. Sounds like a winner. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. <laughs> um, verse 7 I form the light and create darkness. I bring prosperity and create disaster. I, the Lord, do all these things. Yeah, he says, I'm, I'm in charge. Verse 8. You heavens above rain down my righteousness. Let the clouds shower it down. Let the earth open wide. Let salvation spring up. Let righteousness flourish with it. I, the Lord, have created it. Wow. That's a beautiful image, right? Like, God is saying that creation declares his praise, right? Like, the heavens rain down his righteousness. So when you see rain coming down, it's, it's emblematic of the, the righteousness of God raining down on the earth. And then, and then I love this vision of salvation springing from the ground. Woo! There used to be an old worship, worship song. I can't... The, that lyric is in my mind, but I can't quite grasp the tune about salvation springing up. But it's this idea. So the, the, the prophetic imagination of Isaiah is saying he's drawing our attention to a flower. Imagine a flower buried in the dirt, a seed. Actually, the flower is not there, a seed. is buried in the dirt. And when that little, when it, when it bursts through the soil, you know, and comes to life, uh, and eventually produces its its flower, produces its fruit. That is a that is a representation. That's a God has embedded that in creation as a as a uh, illustration, if you will, of salvation. Salvation springing from the ground. Isn't that beautiful? Like your your salvation was like that when Jesus saved you. It was like that. It was like a seed being buried in soil dark and dirty and alienated from life and hope and joy. And God, through his Holy Spirit, listen, God, ooh, this is good. God, through his Holy Spirit, rain down righteousness on you, like, like rain falling from the sky. He rained down righteousness on that seed that was planted in the dirt. You were dead in your trespasses and sins. God rained down righteousness, and lo and behold, out of that soil, out of the dirt and, and darkness of our lives came a 
burst of life. Mm. And out of that continued growth and maturity so that salvation literally in your life and mine sprang from the ground. Woo! That's good news right there, man. Salvation springing up. And you know what? All over, if you imagine the world as a huge garden made of people, there is salvation springing up all over the world. Yes, sir. There's salvation. There are little buds of life, new life in Jesus that are, that are springing up all over the world. That's a, good, that's a good word, man, for you right here in the dead of winter. <laughs> Come on, somebody. We're right here in the dead of winter. It's dark. That might be it. That might be it. Salvation spring up. We're right here in the dead of winter. You know, everything's dark and dead. Not so much in Florida, guys. I hate to tell you it's green and beautiful. But anyway, for the sake of for the sake of analogy, you know, it's dead and cold and still and dark. But you know what? Spring is coming. Mm. Spring is coming. And salvation is springing up from the ground. Even in the dead of winter, guys, even right now in the dead of winter, salvation is springing up all over the world in our neighborhoods, in our state, in our country, in our world. And God looks out over this garden as he's raining down his righteousness and boom, salvation is springing up. Mm, that's a hallelujah moment right there, man. Woo. Yes, sir. That's awesome. That is awesome. Salvation. Where are we? I just lost my place. Salvation bringing up. Let righteousness flourish with it. So as it's springing up, let some righteousness accompany that flourishing. Yeah. Man, look, as we go out today, we, we can be that flower, that, that brightness, that hope, that life to a world that needs it so desperately. We can be that life. Yes. And let some righteousness follow our lives. Yes, indeed. Woe to those who quarrel with their maker. You ain't going to win. Man, stop quarreling with your maker. You ain't going to win. How many, how many of you know that? You try to fight with God, guess what? You always gonna lose. Like, I mean, there's, 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 you know, there's a, there's value in struggling with God. I mean, Jacob wrestled with God, but look, how many of you know? God's undefeated. <laughs> he ain't gonna lose. <laughs> you know, you can struggle. It's like when you were a little kid, especially little boys with their dads, you know, when you were, or with your big brother. When you were younger, you wanted to wrestle with. I want to fess. JT when he was little, he he wouldn't say couldn't say wrestle, so it was fessel. I want to fessel. I want to fessel. So he was always fessling, fessling on the ground. But you know, I was ten times his size. I'm not that not that way anymore. He's bigger than me. Um, I don't fessel anymore. <laughs> uh, but when he was little, I'd get on the ground. He want to fessel. Let's fessel, Daddy. Let's fessel. And I I I could pin him and like. No seconds, no seconds flat, right? No, no seconds flat could I pin him. But I let him, I let him struggle and wrestle and, and, and made it look like it was difficult. But I, but I was going to win in the end if I wanted to win. That's how it is with God. We're like, God, we're like a little boy, a little kid. Like, God, I'm mad at you. I want to fess up. Come on, Johnny, I want to fess up with you. <laughs> and God's like, all right, bring it on, big boy. Bring it on. Come on. You need, you need to get this out. You need to just get this out. Come on. Come at it with everything you got. Sneak attack. Go for the legs. Go for the neck. Whatever you got to do. Come on. Just bring it. All right. Are you finished? Okay. It didn't hurt. <laughs> That's how we're with God. We got to get it out sometimes. But, you know, 
We ain't gonna win. Woe to those who quarrel with their maker, those who are those who are nothing but potsherds, potsherds, among the potsherds on the ground. Does the clay say to the potter, what are you making? Does the work say to say, the potter has no hands? Woe to the one who says to a father, what have you begotten? Or to a mother, what have you brought to earth, to birth? Like, he's, he's drawing the, the perspective, right? Like, God's ways are beyond our ways. This is what the Lord says, the Holy One of Israel and its maker. I love that. The Holy One of Israel and its maker. Who made Israel? God did. Concerning things to come, do you question me about my children or give me orders about the work of my hands? You're going to try to instruct me on how to raise Israel when I'm the one who created Israel? What I should be doing with my own people? Verse 12. It is I who made the earth and created mankind on it. My own hands stretched out the heavens. I marshaled their starry host. I will, ra I will raise up Cyrus in my righteousness. Again, not Billy Ray. Not Billy Ray Cyrus. Not a different guy. Not Miley. Not, not, not raising up Miley Cyrus. No. Mm -mm, mm -mm, mm -mm, no. No, this is Cyrus, king of Persia, that um, allowed the people of Israel to go back to the promised land after their exile. So he's going to raise up Cyrus to do this. He will, he will build my city and set my exiles free. There you go. But not for a price or reward, says the Lord Almighty. This is what the Lord says. The products of Egypt and the merchandise of Cush, Cush and those all Sabaeans, those tall Sabaeans. <laughs> it almost sounds like a, like a derogatory term when you say tall Sabaean. <laughs> you know, today at work, you know, someone makes you mad, you tall Sabaean. You big old tall Sabian. <laughs> uh, you tall Sabian. <laughs> you know, you know, you, you know it's true. That boy, that man, that guy, he a tall Sabian. A tall Sabian. No, <laughs> uh, oh, you one of them tall Sabians. I'll tell you what, I got a word for you. You just another tall Sabian. <laughs> uh, I don't know what's happening right now. I don't. I don't know what's happening right now. They will come over to you and will be yours. They will trudge behind you, come coming over to you in chains. So you're gonna take care of them tall Sabians. They will bow down before you and plead with you, saying, Surely God is with you, and there is no other. There is none like your God. There is no other God. Truly, you are a God who has been hiding himself, the God and Savior of Israel. All the makers of idols will be put to shame and disgrace. They will go off into disgrace together. But Israel will be saved by the Lord with an everlasting salvation that springs from the ground. Didn't say that, but that's what you're talking about. Yeah? That's what we read just a few minutes ago. You will never be put to shame or disgrace to ages everlasting. Woo! That's good, man. That's good. You're like a flower. You're like a seed that was dead. We all were. We were like dead in the dirt, but we burst forth life because of the righteousness that was rained down. But God in his righteousness rained down on us and brought forth life. Mm. The righteousness, it reminds me of the, the, uh, Revel, the Romans passage, but a righteousness came down from heaven, revealed from God, which is Christ. I think it was chapter 5, maybe? 
somewhere in there. All right, let's uh, let's jump over to Ephesians five, uh, Ephesians five, and we're gonna read uh, 15, 15 through thirty three. Yeah, let's do it. We read the little this part this part yesterday. Be careful, be very careful then how you live. Not as unwise, but as wise, making the most of every opportunity because the days are evil. Remember that from yesterday? We read that yesterday. I probably read ahead. I probably read too many verses. That's probably what happened there. I did. I read an extra verse yesterday. That was bonus. Bonus material. Verse 17. They're not, therefore, do not be foolish, but understand what the Lord's will is. Do not get drunk on wine, which leads to debauchery. The condemnation there is uh, where it will lead, right? Like the drinking of the wine is not the sin, but don't get drunk on my wine because it does lead to debauchery. It leads to sinfulness. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit, speaking to one another with psalms, hymns, and songs of the Spirit. Now, you know, you know it's just saying praise, worship. Fill your mind and your heart. Oh, little squirrel. I'm sorry. I'm like... <laughs> You know, every, you know, people talk about ADD. Oh, look, squirrel. Literally, guys, I'm not even lying right now. There was a little squirrel that just ran right outside my window. So when I said, look, squirrel, like there really was. It wasn't even a joke. It was like, look, squirrel. No, like it was. There was a little squirrel. You went right there. It wasn't just an ADD moment. It was a, like literally a little squirrel. You heard, it, you heard me say it just by even thinking. Squirrel. Yeah, it was. Squirrel. But anyway, I'm back. I'm back. I'm back, guys. I promise. <clears throat> um, speak to each other with psalms, hymns, and songs of spirit. What spiritual things? Content, spiritual content, worship together, praise together, you know. Do that. Sing and make music from your heart to the Lord. Always giving thanks to God the Father for everything in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. Man, I want about that today. Maybe that's your word today. You need to go out, you need to give God. Give God, give the Lord thanks for everything. He's like, Terry, you don't know the, the junk I got to face today. They got them tall Sabians I work with. <laughs> got a, man, I got so many tall Sabians I work with. You don't even know. You got to praise God for them. Praise God for every situation. Praise God. You know, there's something he's learned. There's some, there are things we can learn. There's, you know, things we can, uh, we can grow in. We can, we can spread righteousness and grace and truth. Hey, it's a blessing. Everything is. All right. Verse 21, submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. So this is how you live it out in your own house, not only in the, in the, uh, in the world, but in your own house. You say, well, I live with some tall civilians. You don't even know. Well, maybe, maybe, <laughs> maybe. But look, you got to submit to one another out of, out of reverence for Christ. Out of what? Out of reverence for Christ. Because Jesus is our Lord. So wives, submit to your husbands <laughs> as you do to the Lord. Some of you just turned it off. I just, man, if people, the seat feeds dropping like, like an anvil. People are like, I'm out, I'm out, I'm out. I got to go. See you. I got to go. T. Row, I'll see you next time. <laughs> I'm so glad. I'll see you next time. We won't have to hear that verse for another year. <laughs> I got to go. Some of you just dropped your makeup. Like, oh my gosh, what is he saying? Yeah, but I'm married to a tall cement. <laughs> I know. I know. <laughs> we all have our moments. In many moments, sometimes, but hey, as what it says, wives submit to your husbands, as to the Lord. That don't mean he's the Lord. Uh, come on, now, some of you, some of you guys like, some of you guys like, see, 
some of the guys on there. See, yeah, I'm the like the Lord. No, you ain't the like the Lord. Sit down, boy. You ain't like the Lord. Not even, not even close. Just in the same kind of way that you 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 would you you submit in a way to honor the Lord, not because they're the Lord. No way. You submit in a way because you want to honor the Lord. For the husband is the head of the wife, as Christ is the head of the church. His body, of which he is the Savior. You now the man's not, not saying the man's the Savior. He's saying the same way that Christ is the head of the church, why husband's the head of the, of the of the home, head of the wife. It's just about rank. Doesn't mean doesn't mean um doesn't mean superiority, doesn't mean intelligence, doesn't mean the guy's smarter, doesn't mean the, the man is better at everything or anything. It just means it's a it's an order. There's a certain order to things. Yeah. And it begins this by submitting to one another. We all submit to each other. We submit to each other. Body of Christ, we submit to each other. Husbands, wives, we submit to each other. Uh, verse 24. Now, as the church submits to Christ, also wives should submit to their husbands in everything. Just, yeah. Verse 25. Husbands, love your wives just as Christ loved the church. That's how you live it out. You love that you love your wife like Christ loved the church. And what did he do? He gave himself up for her. So you got to live, guys, got to be selfless, not selfish. Can't be a tall Sabian. You got to be selfless. Sometimes I talk to guys, man, that are, that are trying to figure out this, uh, you know, leadership thing. And it's like, you know, I'm the, I'm the head of the house. Well, you got the wrong attitude already. If you've got to, if you've got to push your chest out and declare that you're the head of something, you've already missed it because you're supposed to be the servant. And so you should be pushing your servanthood. How can I serve you? Jesus served the church by giving his very life for the church. And so as a, as, as, a, as a man, how do I serve my kids? How do I serve my wife? How do I serve my family? How, do I, how, can, I have, how can I lay down more of me to lift them up? You can tell how good of a husband you are by looking in the, wife, the eyes of his wife. If she's full of confidence, if she's full of hope, She's full of joy. If she uh, if she's thriving, then she's probably married to a good man. If she feels defeated, if her head's down, if she's discouraged, then he's not he's not he's not he's not really uh, keeping his end of the bargain either. Yeah, we should lift each other up, and and vice versa. All right, where are we at? And to the present, uh, husbands love your wives, love Christ love the church, to make her by holy, cleansing her by the washing of water through the word, and to present her to himself as a radiant church. Again, this is kind of the same thing, like radiant, you're, you're, oh, a healthy marriage that the, each of the people should be radiant. The husband and the wife should be radiant, fulfilled, hopeful. doesn't mean you don't go through trials and difficult times. Every marriage does. Every relationship does. In the same way, uh, husbands ought to love their wives as their own bodies. Who he who lo he he who loves his wife loves himself. 
After all, no one ever hated his own body, but they feed and care for their body just as Christ does the church. For we are members of his body. For this very reason, a man will leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. This is a profound mystery. But I'm talking about Christ and the church. However, each of you also must love his wife as he loves himself, and the wife must respect her husband. That's how you live it out in a house. It's good, good stuff to ponder, man. It's good stuff to read and consider it together. All right. How do, how do we live out that righteousness in our homes? The first and primary place to live out the righteousness of God. If we can live out the righteousness of God in the world, but we fail to live it out at our houses, we failed. It starts at home. It starts at home, and it goes out from there. All right, Mark chapter 4. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Welcome. Thanks for being on. Been reading so much interesting stuff. The righteousness of salvation springing up. Read about them tall Sabians and about Christian households. So let's go on to 21. This again, this is about living out that righteousness that sprung from the ground. Squirrel. Another squirrel outside my window. Another squirrel outside my window. They're just they're doing laps out there, man. I ain't even lying. He said to them, Do you bring in a lamp to put it under a bowl or bed? Instead, don't you put it on a stand? Yeah, you put a light on a stand so it shines out. For whoever is hidden, whatever for whatever, whatever is hidden is meant to be disclosed. And whatever is concealed is meant to be brought out into the open. If anyone has ears to hear, let him hear. Consider carefully what you hear, he continued. With the measure you use, it will be measured to you, and even more. Whoever has will be given more, and whoever does not have, even what they have will be taken from them. It's kind of like a muscle, right? We use uh, the muscles the, the, when, we, when we seek spiritual things. We produce more spiritual fruit. As we stop seeking spiritual things, we start to produce less fruit. When we, we have faith, we use faith. The more faith that we use, the more faith we build. That's how it is with a spiritual life. Verse 26, he also said, this is what the kingdom of, and he is Jesus, by the way. This is, he also said this, this is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scattered seed on the ground, night and day, whether he sleeps or, ooh, ooh, this is so relevant to that salvation springing up from the ground verse. It's like somebody thought about this before they assigned these readings. <laughs> Listen to this. I love this verse. This is one of my favorite verses in the Bible. This is what the kingdom of God is like. A man scattered seed on the ground, night and day, whether he sleeps or gets up, the seed sprouts and grows. Look, the farmer sows seed, and whether he's sleeping or whether he's getting up, he's doing what he can to help the, the crop produce. But in the end of the day, it's a profound mystery that up from the ground, this seed that was dead springs forth life. So watch this, watch this, watch this, watch this. All by itself, the soil produces grain. First the stalk, then the head, then the full kernel in the head. As soon as the grain is ripe, he puts the sickle to it because the harvest has come. Yes, yes. The greatest miracles of salvation happen while you're sleeping. You remember that show, While, you're sleep, while You Were Sleeping? Salvation happens while you were sleeping. God is doing things that we don't see behind the scenes. And people that we're praying for, we, don't, we can't see what God is doing, but God is working behind the scenes and all by itself. And in that all by itself is the power and the activity of God all by itself. What 
all by itself is where God works. We plant, we water, but all by itself, yeah, that's where God is. He's in the all by itself. All by itself, the soil produces grain. Yes, God does that. God's in the all by itself. Yes, sir. Verse 30, what shall we say? We're running, we're running long, man. We'll wrap this up. We're going to wrap this up. Here we go. What shall we say? The kingdom of God is like. Or what parable shall we use to describe it? It is like a mustard seed, which is the smallest of all the seeds of the earth. Yet when planted, it grows and becomes the largest of all garden plants with such big branches that the birds can perch in its shade. With many similar parables, Jesus spoke the word to them as much as they could understand. He did not say anything to them without using a parable. But when he was alone with them, his disciples, he explained everything. Yes. See, Jesus talked in parables, but when he was with his disciples, he explained it. He, he disclosed it. He broke it down. And uh, man, what a beautiful passage today. What a beautiful reminder today of, the, uh, of salvation in our own lives, but also what God is doing in the lives of others, that there's salvation springing up all over the place. Don't lose hope, guys. Don't lose hope. In the, in the barren land that may be your workplace, in the barren land that may be your community, in the barren land that may be your family, there is all by itself, God is doing work. And one day you're going to turn around and out of that barren place will pop a little bitty head in a kernel, then the full kernel in the head. Yes, God will bring salvation. He's faithful even in the dead of winter. Let's pray, guys. Let's pray. Lord, thank you so much for your holy word. Thank you for the salvation that we experienced in Christ. Lord, thank you for the new life in him. We pray that today we might go out and be ambassadors of that good news, that we might, would live wise, that we would spread forth the light of Jesus, uh, just like a lamp put on a, uh, on, a, on a lampstand. Help us to shine that forward today and to bring hope and goodness to our world. Bless each of my friends today in very special and unique ways, I ask in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless you today. Thank you so much for being a part of this podcast. Thank you for praying. Thank you for digging into God's word. Thank you so much for being a part of this. Love to hear from you. Thanks for sharing it, subscribing it, supporting it. All of those things always means a ton to me. And uh, hope you have a great day. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us today on Pastor Terry's Bible Study Podcast. We hope you enjoyed today's show. If this episode has been an encouragement to you, please help us by spreading the word about the podcast. You can do that by giving us a thumbs up, subscribing, and sharing it with your friends. You can also find me, Pastor Terry, as well as Bayside Church in Safety Harbor, Florida, on all social media platforms. The church you will find at Bayside Church SH. Again, thank you for being with us today and for sharing this podcast with your friends. Until next time, remember, God's word is true. Everything else is merely commentary. God bless you. We'll see you next time.